0: Hello, my heart-to-heart fam. My goodness, first of all, you're going to hear the same introduction over the next four episodes because I've got something so juicy for you. I did a thing. I worked on a really cool project for you guys with one of my dear friends in the industry, Courtney Tucker, who is a multiple six-figure business coach, mentor, who specializes in marketing and sales, and Courtney and I have very similar beliefs and views on the industry, how we coach, how we teach, how we mentor our values, and I wanted to bring someone to this podcast where we could just have a real deal behind the scenes, business coach, business to coach, business to coach, business coach to business coach, real deal conversation. There's no editing. There's no fluff. This is literally, you guys are getting a sneak peek behind the scenes of what two business coaches have to say about sales, marketing, showing up, getting to the next level of growth, income, and ultimately what we believe to be true to get to your next level, but also to get to where you wanna go in business and the truth behind the industry, the real deal stuff that you're not seeing talked about on social media, so you don't wanna miss out. Be sure to tune in, be sure to follow Courtney, you can get inside her Facebook group, you can connect with her, you can buy from her, all of her links are going to be in the show notes over these next four weeks. You can connect with her, you can connect with me. Dive in, I hope you guys enjoy, I'll see you soon. Welcome back guys. As you know, we are back here with Miss Courtney Tucker. You're going to see us over the next couple of weeks, just riffing it out for you. Real business conversation, honest truth from two online business mentors, giving you the real deal behind the scenes of business and really allowing you to step into your own lane of what you actually want, how you want to create it and what it gets to look like for you. Now for today, Courtney and I were talking about what are we going to talk about today? And I had a really prompting question from one of my mastermind clients this morning that we want to riff on for you because it's really profound. And I think both of us will have unique approaches on this. But also I know multiple of you out there listening need to hear this. So we were asked, what is our perception of a successful coach? What are they doing and what are they showing up as that somebody that might not be as successful? What's the difference between somebody that's really successful in the online space versus somebody that is not? And so, before I go ahead, Courtney, I'm gonna head it over to you. Let me know what's popping through, coming through first, and then we'll just riff it out and see what comes through today. Yes,
1: I love this question. And I think this comes up a lot, and it's something I personally reflect on a lot because I always wanna look at clients and say, like, okay, the ones who are really, thriving and taking off, what is the thing that I see them doing that other people aren't doing? And I wish that I could just give you all like an A plus B equals C formula and you can just go out there and do it and have all the success. Um, But it's not quite that simple. I think that it's some of it is tactical and some of it's also less tactical. So what comes up for me first is where we kind of ended our episode last week of this idea of confidence, right? And showing up confidently. But, like, what does that even mean? What does that look like? And so, when I look at my clients who I feel like are just people in the online space, I feel like are showing up really confidently and they have this, it's like a magnetic energy, right? When you see somebody is just so sure of themselves, so confident in their message and what they're doing, I think that comes from a place of, staying in your lane and where I think I see a lot of confidence waver is when people are looking at what everybody else is doing and inevitably when you look at the coach next to you it's inevitably going to water down your own messaging right you're inevitably going to look at that person and think I should be doing it differently maybe I should be doing it and I think a lot of times especially newer online business owners are looking at other people, they think for inspiration, right? They're looking at other people thinking, I want to see what other people are doing to be inspired for what I should create. Or they're looking at other people for validation that what they want to say is, quote unquote, right, you know? And I remember doing this in the beginning as a, you know, a nutrition macro coach. And, you know, I was newish to the space and I wanted to see like, gosh, what is this influencer saying about macros or what is this influencer saying? And then I would take that information and I would regurgitate it, you know, try to put my own spin on it, but it was never fully mine, right? And I think the coaches who are most successful in this online space are the ones who don't do that, who aren't looking at other lanes and truly trusting themselves to create from a true place of authenticity right? Truly creating what you want to create, your message, fully stepping into what you believe and not being afraid for some people to disagree, not being afraid, you know, to take those risks and put yourself out there knowing that you might not be right all the time.
0: And we're not supposed to be right for everyone, right? In that sense, I think I think when we're second guessing ourselves and/or lack of confidence, or we're questioning, what am I not doing that somebody else is doing? Hey there, heart to heart family. If you're enjoying the show, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and also head on over to hearttoheart.co spelled just like the podcast. If you're ready to build and have a sustainable, scalable business that mixes the strategy, mindset, and energetic practices necessary to get you there. That's where the magic happens. Okay, now back to the show. On that note of confidence, something I had expressed to one of my clients this morning is also the belief behind everything that you're doing. I think so often we are selling the thing and then maybe the amount of people we wanted to join in in a week's time and or two weeks time didn't join in that time span as we hoped, as we would have liked in that month, et cetera. We then start to second guess ourselves we then start to second guess our offers. And it's kind of like this domino effect that we get almost scarred from every bad thing and or quote unquote failure that happens in business. And we start losing, losing belief after belief after belief inside of ourselves. And then we're trying to chalk up this falsified confidence when we're going to sell and or put out content in the next thing and it's i see it happen all of the time where it's like oh, i'll just create a new offer or i'll just change my niche or i'll change my messaging and really at the end of the day the confidence is going to come from doing the things and taking the action but it's also going to come from finishing whatever it is you said you were going to do actually doing the thing and actually finishing it and being proud of whatever that outcome is if your goal was 10 people and five joined celebrating the heck out of that and knowing that the next time I sell this, more people can and will join. But we lose a lot of belief along the way. And then piggybacking off of what Courtney said of while we're doing these things, then looking externally and saying, well, her clients are doing this, or these clients are signing these amounts of clients. And that has nothing to do with the thing that you're selling, the thing that you're launching no matter how many people join in my mastermind versus how many people join Courtney's mastermind actually doesn't matter. They're completely unrelated to each other. So the point of us comparing to one another is a mute point, but we do it every single day. And that's just something to be aware of. If you're sitting in this place, thinking to yourself, what could I be doing? That's first and foremost number one, the what you could be doing on the back end, but also on the forward end of your business. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And looking at, you know, it's hard in this social world, right? Like we're so intertwined. We're so connected. We have such easy access to see what everybody else is doing. And so it's really a matter of having the self-discipline to put up those boundaries, which is really hard to do because social media by nature is designed to be addicting, Like we are addicted to seeing what other people are doing in other people's lives. And it goes back to that piece of trust of like, I don't trust myself to just figure this out. And I have to be looking at what other people are doing when it comes through the lens of being an online business owner. Right. And so Mm. back to what you were saying about like that spiral, I, I always like to visualize this as, you know, every thought that you have about yourself, about your business, about what you're capable of is either putting you on a downward spiral or an upward spiral. And so when you have those, those things happen, like you were saying, you know, I launched this program and I didn't sign as many people as I wanted, or I didn't get the response on this piece of content that I wanted. Those individual instances are either going to be putting you up the spiral or down the spiral, but not even just the instance, it's your perception of the instance. So if we take that example that Michelle shared and you wanted to enroll 10 clients, you enrolled five, you can either look at that as the glass half empty, right? And say, I'm, I suck. I'm not good enough. Nobody wants my offer. All that, you go down the rabbit hole of thoughts. You're just going to be going down this downward spiral. And the, one of the hardest things I think for, for you know, entrepreneurs or just humans in general is to reverse that is to be able to have the awareness and recognize when you're in that downward spiral and be able to stop in your tracks and make a conscious choice to go in the other direction.
0: Mm, Our thoughts create everything that we do. And I think if we were to look at this question of what's the difference between successful people versus Quote unquote non successful people. I don't really love that statement, but for lack of better words, the difference is that thought process of, okay, what am I going to do with this data and this information and this feedback? A successful person would say, okay, this is feedback, and I can look at what worked and I can look at what did it and I can keep going and I can celebrate all the big things that happened in this moment and then I can sell the next thing. And then there's the other side of this where then you can go down that downward spiral as Courtney was referencing and you can stay there and you can create a shitstorm out of everything and from that belief of it's not working, nothing's working, i suck, everyone's better than me, etc. you guys have all been there at some point myself included. we we take a lot of inaction from that place. why would you show up and create potent and powerful content if you don't believe it's going to work? if you're mm-hmm. questioning everything that you're doing, what's the point of even showing up if you don't believe it's going to work? And so those thoughts and being aware of your thoughts and are they actually creating your reality? And is this thought a fact? That's something I always like to ask myself is, is this thought a fact? And what am I making this instance and or this thing that I'm hyper focusing on? What am I making it mean about me and my business?
1: If you're not doing the internal work, the mindset work, you are going to struggle. You are really going to struggle because the whole idea of confidence, right? And this big differentiator between those who are highly successful and those who struggle, a huge differentiator is how they show up and showing up from a place of confidence. Confidence when you have no validation, no proof, no evidence to support that you should be confident. Because you might be sitting there like, Courtney, I've had no clients. I've been rejected. Y'all, I heard no I tell this story all the time. I heard no over 20 times on the phone. 20 times I was, I learned, you know, Michelle and I went through the same beginner business coaching program. We learned like very high pressure sales, high ticket, high pressure. And I was getting on the phone with people. I had never sold anything in my life other than like, you know, I think I was a Stella and dot rep, like 10 you know years before I started my business, had no sales experience, but I'm on the phone trying to sell a coaching package for $1,500, no confidence. I heard no over 20 times before I ever signed a client. And then the first client that I signed gave me sales advice on the call, (laughs) right? So like horrible start to my, my career. But point being is that you have to find the confidence even when you don't yet have evidence to support that you quote unquote should be confident.
0: And that makes
1: see holding so
0: many of you back. So many back. It's like that saying, what came first, the chicken or the egg, right? Like, what comes first, the successful business or the belief in yourself. I think we have this like need for external validation of I'll believe it works when this happens. I'll believe I'm good enough when this happens, when the clients sign, when the money's there, I'll believe it's all working in my favor and I'm enough. And then I can be confident when this all happens. And it's actually opposite. And I know that that can be hard, especially for those of us that are very strategy-based and looking for proof and data and feedback that it's working. But if we're not confident first, it's going to be 10 times harder. And what I can promise you will happen is you will see some sort of success. Clients will join in, money will come in, but you'll constantly be feeding on, Well, when the next person comes in, then I'll feel good enough. And then when the next person, and that's, you're just going down an uphill battle with your business. And the sooner that you can dissect this and realize how you're feeling behind the scenes, your lack of confidence, who you be, and you can navigate that and you can work on that, the sooner you'll see things switch around in your business.
1: Yes, it's so true. And it doesn't matter if you are making $0 right now, or you have a six or multiple six figure business, the same shit comes up. Like the same shit comes up at every level. It's just a matter of what you have in place. That's going to support you through that, right? As you get further along on this, what is truly just a personal growth journey, right? And as you get further along, you just become more equipped with having the tools to bounce back more quickly, right? Michelle and I have been doing this for like five years now and I will admit, and I'm sure Michelle agrees, like we still have limiting shit come up. Like it doesn't go away. It's just that we are now better equipped to handle it than we were five years ago.
0: Right? Facts. Like there are some times where my fiance, you guys know him, his name's Khan. He'll look at me and be like, "What is like, what? What are you saying? Is Like, how are you even feeling this way? Like, are you, you had like a 20K day yesterday and it's like, It's real. It's real where you're, it doesn't matter where you're at in business and our minds can create these stories and these beliefs and these fears and these doubts and these worries. And it's up to us to either believe them and run with them and or recognize the thought i dissect it and then choose another thought of okay this isn't serving me but what's the next best thing that i can get behind in this moment and moving from there but no one's immune to it and if if we had cracked the code at this point we wouldn't be having this conversation guys <laughs> yes. yes and please stop I, like please
1: stop looking at your limiting thoughts as like signs that you shouldn't be doing this do you ever hear that as like well maybe i just like i shouldn't be doing it. no, that's it's normal like it is normal to doubt yourself. It is normal to have limiting thoughts come up every time you are reaching a new level of growth, right? And that's a good thing because if you're not having those, um, you know, those moments of like fear and like, can I do this and that little bit of doubt, you're probably not pushing yourself hard enough, right? Like when I was at my nine to five job, like I was an elementary school teacher and I was just going to work every day. Like there was no discomfort in that, right? Cause it wasn't growing. And so know that with the growth, like getting to that new level comes all this other shit. right? And we're just constantly working through it on this amazing entrepreneurial journey.
0: (laughs) Literally. It's like, and I've said this before and I'm sure you agree, Courtney. I feel like over the last five years as a business owner, I've learned more about myself than I ever thought that I would, or I ever thought that I needed to. Right. And Even guys, picture yourself in a room with people that are quote unquote normal. And when I say that, I mean, non-business owners and just how different your own mindset is and your awareness of when you speak, the way you carry yourself, the way you think is so different than being in a room with somebody that's not a business owner. And that's why this journey is not for everyone. But the fact that sometimes it feels hard. And or you doubt yourself doesn't mean that you're not meant to be doing this, doesn't mean that you're not cut out for this. But the the journey, you've heard this before, but I'm gonna say it. The journey's not linear. I wish I could tell you over the last five years, Courtney and I just went up, 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 but that's not how it was. And there's a lot of U-turns, there's a lot of stop signs that happen, <laughs> a lot of reversing and/or speeding up. And that's just part of the journey. And I think when you can learn to balance this out a little bit but also trust yourself to know that one this is normal but two I can push through this and if I just trust myself a little bit more around everything that I'm doing things will start to shift. Yes,
1: 100%. It is a roll it's called a roller coaster for a reason. Um yeah. we're talking a lot about like the mindset as it relates to confidence and I think it's that's super appropriate and I'd also like to make this a little tactical, if we could, this idea of like a difference we see between those who are highly successful and those who struggle. And when we talk about the confidence piece, it's very normal in the beginning stages, especially to experience what we've probably all heard termed imposter syndrome, right? Meaning that you doubt yourself, am I an imposter? Why would anybody listen to me? Can I really do this and be successful, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? And so a lot of times what I see when people are having this imposter syndrome, they're lacking confidence in themselves and their abilities and their coaching, whatever it may be, is that when it comes to creating and sharing content, they lean very, very heavily into the education. And I think it is a way to overcompensate for their lack of confidence in their field, right? And so... That is one of the biggest differentiators I see is the ones who are really struggling to gain traction to get engagement on their content to have people interested in their coaching are leaning very, very heavily into educational content. And I'm sure you've probably talked on this podcast and I'm sure you teach your clients about different types of content to be sharing. And so that's one of the things to be like really aware of is look at your content and see if you have leaned too heavily into just educating tips and tricks and advice and strategies and things like that. That might be a way that you are masking or overcompensating for your lack of confidence. So I'm really going to encourage you to diversify your content, have more inspirational content, really lean into like the agitation content, your brand building content, because Those are the types of content that are going to help people get to know you, that are going to help you be relatable. And we know that sales is an exchange of energy, right? And people make purchasing decisions from a place of emotion. And if your content is all educating, you are really going to struggle to connect with your your ideal customers and call them in on an emotional level and call them in to make a purchasing decision or even
0: just to engage with your content, right? Do you see the same thing all the time? And I think it's easy to default to. I think that there's this kind of notion of I'll be deemed an expert when they've learned enough from me. And I think many of us have even heard that. I think I was taught that one time where I'd heard a mentor in the past say something like somebody will purchase the amount of free information that you give them. And I don't believe that that's true. I think that that can definitely put us on a spiral of value, education, 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 education. And I think when we look at people consuming free content, and from that perspective of what that one mentor had once said is we can look at that as, okay, somebody will consume my free content, and then they will invest in me. But it's not just from a standard of me giving them valuable and educational, tangible tips, it's also because there's storytelling content, there's inspirational, there's aspirational, they trust me because of my client's results or my own results. And they also feel like they know me. I think that that's a big proponent with successful people and or non-successful people in branding and having an overarching online presence is there's this feeling of, I feel like I know you. If I met you in person, I would like, feel like we were best friends because I know you so well from your social media platforms. And I think oftentimes when we're struggling, there's almost like this film that happens between you and your community. And it's like, you're just like this business owner coach, which is great, but they don't actually know you for you. So there's a level of non-trust that I think happens when we're just putting out valuable and educational, very strategic, overarching style content.
1: Yes. A thousand percent. We've all heard like no like and trust. Right. Somebody is not going to invest to work with you because you have the most certifications, because you have the most experience, because you have the best program in the world, because you have the prettiest Instagram feed. Like your customers are not buying from you for any of those reasons. They're buying from you because they know you, they like you, and they trust that you can help them get the results they desire and building that well-rounded relationship of knowing you, liking you, trusting you and sharing your values, right? We invest with people who we have shared values with or who we have similar lifestyles or we connect with them oftentimes on things that are totally unrelated to our actual coaching, right? Like I have people come to me all of the time who are moms and they hire me because I'm a mom and there's just a different level of support and lifestyle that comes when you're a mom, right? And so people are going to relate to you and want to work with you for those things as well. And if you're not sharing that in your content you're not helping people get to know you on that level, it's going to be really hard to build that, that deep trust in those relationships that are going to make people want to invest to work with you. And this goes back to what we were talking about earlier with checking other lanes. And if you are looking at other people's content and you are regurgitating other people's content, you are going to be very clouded and lost in your own voice and your own brand and who you actually are, which is going to make it really, really challenging for you to be able to convey that to your community.
0: One hundred percent. And I think an important question to even look at and assess on your own is why do you invest in certain people? Whether you're my client listening right now, Courtney's client, you've never invested in either one of us before, but you've invested in other people. Why did you invest in them? What was it about them that made you invest? And while their valuable content was a part of it, There is, that's probably actually not why you invested. I would probably say 99% of the answers that are going to come up from this question is because I liked them because they made me feel safe. I felt like I could trust her. There was a calming energy. She's a mom She's a dog owner. Like there's all these commonalities that start to come out. And so I would also ask yourself, why did I invest in certain people? What were they doing? And I don't, when I'm saying that, I don't mean then take what they were doing and mimic it, but how can you learn from your own buying tendencies, the way in which you trust people, what makes you feel safe and seen in the online space that then you can take and incorporate and bring out in your own brand to then cultivate new buyers and more trust within your own community.
1: Yeah, definitely. And even taking that kind of same idea is whose content do you enjoy consuming and why do you enjoy consuming it? And likely you gravitate towards people who show up with a confident energy, who are just themselves, who are not perfectly curated and perfectly put together all the time, like You're going to have certain things that you gravitate towards, just like your ideal customer is going to have things that they gravitate towards. So, um, you know, that's the cliche secret that we hear in this online space all the time. But I don't know. I think it's so it's said so often that I think it often it can go one in one ear and out the other. But your secret sauce to stand out online is literally just being yourself because the right people are going to connect with that. Now, you know, I spent so long, gosh, so many, so way too many years trying to be other people, right? And trying to think I had to show up like a certain person. And Michelle, I'm curious if you notice this, like I don't consume a lot of content on social media. I just just don't anymore. But um, when I do, I very quickly can... Identify when I feel like someone's being inauthentic. And I don't mean inauthentic in the sense of like they're lying or they're out of integrity, but I can tell when somebody's forcing their content. And I see it a lot in reels. Like I see a lot of people doing reels, whether it's you're dancing or you're pointing. And I watch it, I'm like, something just feels off. I don't feel like this is the authentic expression of this person. Do you know what I'm saying?
0: For sure, because it's, I mean, kind of everything that we've been talking about today, it's a trend and it's almost like follow the leader in a sense. And I'm not saying like, I want to be very clear here for a moment of what we're not saying when we talk about this. I don't know where this conversation is going to go, but I have a pretty good idea. (laughs) That when it comes to reels, we're not saying don't do them. And we're not saying to not hop on trends or we're not saying to not utilize them. I want to preface this first, but if we were to dissect reels for a moment and the inauthenticity that we can feel from that screen and are watching someone, I think it almost sometimes feels like it's like a trying too hard thing because it's a trend, right? Reels are trending because they grow our platforms and they, they increase reach. And I think oftentimes we as business owners can look at what's trending, what other people are doing, how they did it. And then we mimic it, even if it's something we would never do. And I think That's something to be mindful of. If you're not someone that's like a dancer, why are you creating dancing reels? Like if you literally hate dancing in public, why are we creating dancing reels? You can take all those audios, use the trending sounds, but then you can create them however you would actually create those reels. Like I'll give you an example. If you were to look at my reels, at this point, 99% of them are me doing voiceovers because that that's how I want to create them. I think those are fun. They excite me. And like, that's the extensive energy I want to put into a reel at this point. <laughs> I don't want to dance. <laughs> right? Like, it's just not something I feel like putting my time and energy into. And so with that said, I agree completely because I think it's really easy to... Put on your content hat for the day and be like, what's the perfect thing I could say for someone to buy? Um, what's the perfect thing I could say to grow my Instagram today? And I think it's asking a different question. I think it's what, what's on my heart to share today? What do I have to say today? What does my soulmate client need to hear today? And I'm cool Like if it helps one person versus like trying to constantly go viral. And I think that's where we can see some of that inauthentic shaping happening in the industry.
1: And trusting, trusting yourself, trusting what comes through is what you're meant to share. And not every time is it going to be a home run. There's sometimes I create content. I'm like, ah, oh, this is going to be so good. I feel so lit up. So You know, this is going to people need to hear this. And it's like not, no, nothing, right? But still, I would much rather share that and share from that place. Then put out a piece of content because I felt like that's that was just the right thing that was gonna, you know, check all the boxes for the
0: day. Literally. And something I'm even playing with and experimenting with, just to like, because I know we're all here for data and we want growth, et cetera, is something that I'm noticing is the more that I put out content that scares me in the sense of like it's an edge for me to post. It's something that's I haven't talked about. I might piss some people off. It's not, it's not all the content that I put out and be very clear with that. I use all different types of content, and I encourage you to as well. But when I do put those things out and I'm talking about things that people aren't talking about and they're my core beliefs, those land the deepest. Those are the shares. Those are the DMs. Those are the thank God someone flipped and said it types of pieces of content. And I invite you to do the same. I invite you to challenge yourself to post a thing that terrifies you to say in the online space, because that's, that's one confidence as we've been talking about, but two differentiation. And that's what the people that you're seeing succeed are doing. Yeah. They're taking a stance.
1: You know, and I'm not saying you need to like, we're not making this political, we're not making this like, this isn't about bashing people who don't agree with you. But I do believe that if you want to set yourself apart and you want to attract the right people, you do need to firmly stand in what you believe and you need to firmly like know for yourself and then be, be open to sharing that. You know, and something actually this came up recently with a client. I do work with a lot of coaches in like the health, fitness and wellness space, just because that's where I started, which I'm sure is the same for, for you, Michelle. And we were talking about her signature framework and like outlining her offer and going through that whole process. And, you know, she was like, well, for some clients, you know, I teach, you know, the the macro approach kind of thing. And then for other clients, I teach more of like an intuitive thing because the macros, you know, aren't right for them for whatever reason. And I'm like, but what do you believe is the best path to results? Because if you're showing up on content and you're, you know, just for this example, yeah, I think some people should track macros, but some people should do intuitive eating, but some people should intermittent fast and some people should do keto, but other people should be plant-based. And you're like trying to speak to everyone, literally nobody is going to resonate with that. And so it's a matter of like looking at your journey, looking at your experience, how you got success or how you've gotten success for other people and saying like, what is that path that i'm carving what do i believe to be true and then putting a stake in it and standing behind that and also knowing that as you evolve as a person sometimes your beliefs evolve and that's okay too i think sometimes we're scared to like pigeonhole ourselves because we don't want to like forever be there and never be able to change you're human but you do need to take a stance and i'm not saying pivot like every week don't like be pivoting what you're talking about every week but Don't let the fear of having to stay there forever keep you from taking
0: a stance. Mm, 100%. And last thing that we'll leave you with guys today is I think come back to this episode. If you were driving, if you were just sitting there listening because inside this episode, there's so many golden nuggets. While we started talking about confidence, we gave you, Content plans, (laughs) way to show up and stand out, diversifying your message. And there's a lot of takeaways in today's episode. What you guys will see from us, you will see Courtney and I here next week, and we'll have some more news and some more deep diving conversations for you as you guys are listening to the episodes. If there's anything that's coming up that you want us to riff on, talk about, feel free to message us directly over on social media. We'll link Courtney's Instagram in the show notes. You can message me as always. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. I hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, remember to hit subscribe to stay updated and head on over to my Instagram at Michelle Hartsman for all things business, fun, money, growth, and expansion. And I'll see you next time.